The following is an interview with Soul Brother number three discussing his game Class of 09. Let's jump right in. Alrighty, welcome Soul Brother number three to the John and Gus podcast, the the album review podcast, but where we started just talking to people and reviewing humans, but we don't really review them because that's not a nice thing to do. <laughs> we're we're just uh. So talking to someone that we have watched for years and uh, really excited to talk to, to them. So thank you so much, Max, for deciding to join us today. I appreciate it. Uh, no problem. No problem at all. I'm always here to uh, promote, showboat, all the great things you know about. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, no, you have to, right? Especially like as a creator, you spend so much of your time thinking about like just making, doing the work and then something that I that that uh that falls behind on my part is that i don't think about the part where people actually have to see this if i well that's the part that i was imagining before i created it and you know but so you gotta you gotta promote somehow so we were actually playing your game earlier um so i'm john this is gus uh gus you want to say hi just hello because it's, it's kind of, if someone's not watching the video version. <laughs> I'm like the teller of like the pen teller. I just kind of sit here. Third mic. Yeah. Third mic in it. Um, yep. Uh, like, like, uh, like on your show, uh, your buddy that you have on there. I'm so sorry. The na- his name escapes me. Um, well, I, I have a variety of different people on there. I've gone through co-hosts. Cause, uh, uh, right. That's the thing. I mean, I do live. I mean, you guys don't do live. You, you guys are, are pre-recorded. Yeah, we do pre-recorded for our podcast only. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so yeah. my thing was doing live because I just I don't know, I, I wanted to take the old radio sort of um the old radio sort yeah. of format and apply that to uh, you know, streaming because I would go on streams and I look at Twitch and I look at all these places and all these streams that were considered to be exciting, I would go on, it'd be some guy just looking at his phone for like yeah. uh, like 2 minutes straight. Yeah, and I'm yeah, like, what? Yeah, yeah. like, like yeah. nobody, all these people who are broadcasting themselves, they don't learn broadcasting. And, and so w- my goal was, uh, you know, I wasn't streaming for three, four hours. I wasn't doing anything like that. Maybe if I right. made more money, I would do that. But <laughs> basically, right. um, my thing was I'm going to have an hour to 90 minute show and it is going to be consistent entertainment the entire time. No dead space, no putting down your phone, no, oh, looking around at this and that. The, like, the longest dead space we've ever had on Sober Radio was probably, like, 20 seconds. That's it. Right. And, um, but, yeah, no, as far as the guys, you know, the, the nature of doing a live radio show, you have to have so many different guys that you can, that you can contact and, and show up. And so uh, one of the guys is Mike Valverde. He's been we, – we restarted doing the show because COVID lockdown, a lot of people were in and out. I couldn't uh, – I couldn't really do the the show during that time, which sucks right. because that was when more people were on the internet. Um, right. Mm, yeah. Than ever, but yeah, yeah, no, I had a uh, Mike Valverde. We had a uh, Jordan Moore. We had a uh, had a few people. We had Daniel Plainview a couple times. Uh, Austin Berglund. We, we had we had a couple dudes that that cycle in and out. M- most recently, Reno, who's been doing voices forever in, in a lot of the videos that you've probably seen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, definitely. But, but yeah. That's a, yeah. I um. I wanted to start with, um, yeah, no, it's so interesting. You talk about dead, like that, so like silence is death on radio, right? And like, they, like, like I think that it's a sign on radio when the if if there's no nothing broadcasting, like they actually have to put something, some kind of sound, or else they'll cut the cut the signal because they that like a sign that something's wrong. But like that's definitely not something that you see on Twitch or streaming. That's a problem that like I have with 
and why like Gus and I are not massive consumers of 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 most live streams. And I and I was uh, um, you know, I, I've I've listened in on uh on on your live streams and how you have you let people text in to text in their questions and. It's it's very cool, and you and you and you have some awesome guests on there. So you know, congrats on being able on like venturing into the streaming and the podcast venture on top of everything else you do, which is so much. On top of making a video game, but um, I wanted to ask uh, since this this did historically start as the album review show, and I I have a feeling that you like a lot of the same music as us. So, um, what is your favorite album? Or albums of all time. You don't have to pick one if it was if it's like if it's on if and if it puts you too much on that, you just say whatever comes to mind. I mean, I don't know. Uh, most uh, Jay Z 444. Uh, that's <clears> a big <throat> one. Uh, Kodak Black's Project Baby 2. That was another really good one. That's I mean that's a very recent one. Uh, let's see here. What else? Uh, as far as mixtapes, J Cole's Friday Night Lights. That's probably pretty up there. Uh, what else? XV Zero Heroes. That's another great one. Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I went from modern to blog rap, but it's uh, blog but that's rap. um, interesting. Yeah, I don't, uh-huh. I don't know. Yeah, that that's pretty much uh, it, it's hard for me to uh, yeah, blog rap was like that was that era. Basically, there was this um, in 2007, it was Kanye West and 50 Cent. Uh, they, they had that that big battle on 106 and Park where it was uh, who's going to sell the most albums, and it was Kanye's graduation versus 50 Cent's whatever the fuck his album was. And, uh, was it bulletproof? That might have been before then. Oh. Uh, I can't remember. Anyway, <laughs> it was between those two albums, and and it basically it was like you know it was it was it was the street you know gang affiliated guy versus the the you know the non tough guy rapper the soft guy rapper who right. was Kanye West, and so when Kanye finally beat out Fifty Cent by a lot on album sales in 2007, that sort of opened the door for you know the non tough guy rappers, and so that is. The J. Right. Cole, the XV, the uh, the Mac Miller, the Wiz Khalifa, the Kid Cudi, the you know uh, Charles Hamilton, all those guys. That was the blog okay. rap era. So when Kanye took over, then the blog rap was able to be taken more seriously because it was all just guys at their computer. It wasn't necessarily guys who were gang affiliated or anything like that. So um, right. that was sort of the interesting history of uh, how that unfolded. But no, I, I I look a lot into that, um, and then. You know, like like on my most recent musical project, uh, 07 to Heaven, which was the third act of the Aguilaran uh, mixtape trilogy, uh, I uh, I was trying to take a lot of blog rap elements from that late 2000s era and apply it to that project. Wow. Okay, so, and then, and then, so, you know, I, we, I listening to, to, to your stuff and actually, like, you know, watching the trailer for your game, uh, you use... Um, uh, the Fall Boy song. I'm a I'm a big pop punk person, so actually a lot of a lot of the rap stuff just kind of goes a little bit a little bit over my head. Yeah, do you know a lot of that? St- you know a lot of the uh, stuff. Not that much. Not that much, right? Yeah. We're just like a little bit, like woof, a little bit. But I'm but but it is is fascinating to hear, to hear about this uh, this section and and like and I, though I do know about like kind of this like it's funny to see that th- this was like a change, right? It was a change, like for to like this era of like the Kanye West Kid Cudi. And I mean, I listen to Man on the Moon and all, and you know, yeah. and and all that stuff. I mean, we we all have right. And so it is interesting. It is the guy behind the computer. It's the producer guy became became the rapper. Yeah. And yeah. So it you know all these effects on voices and so, it's just not someone just like hey throw me a beat and I'm just gonna rap on it. I'm just, I'm writing my I'm, uh, like the focus has been on the rap and it's so funny how that kind of played out. I a lot of and, singing and, now. What was that? 
A lot of singing now. A lot of auto-tune singing now. Yeah, yeah. If you, if you Which don't are, have melody on a rap song, it's hard for it to take off nowadays. Right. You don't. Right. And so it's it's funny because I listen to a lot of Juice World, and um, and and it's like it's like it's all I'm drawn to really. The like that style of that auto-tune tune voice style of, of singing, and uh, so it's that rap that rap style, which is interesting because it's not typical rap, and it's not, it's it's not traditional. But when it comes to um, and this is just going to tie into my question later. When it comes to, so we covered the your your album, and now let's cover what is your favorite video game of all time. From there, video game of all time, uh, Class of '09, of course. Jeez Louise, Class of '09. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh man, yeah. I don't think yeah. we actually mentioned what the game was, so I was just throwing that one out there. No, um, no, we're about to. We're the, just about to throw that out. Yeah. I mean the the games that the games that I came up with were like. A lot of PS2 era stuff. Uh, so, so my favorite games, are like like Tony Hawk Undergrounds, those are probably really important for uh, just I don't know. Those are an important part of history in terms of games because it was like right. the 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 hat we hung with Class of '09 that the Underground also hung was it was just it was really embodying a culture in a video game. And that is right. not something that happens in video games because a lot of the people making video games are kind of introverted guys not really talking to a lot of people not really going out and so it's these guys who just grow up on the computer and the indie game scene the indie game scene is pretty much all guys who they're just at their computer they're they're, they're playing earthbound roms you know they're that's, that's all they you know <laughs> sort of you know so it's like yeah <laughs> and so it's like you know uh so like toby fox is an example of a guy where you know he he had a mind where he was you know who made Undertale? He had this yeah, line that Undertale. was that, yeah. that was very um, like it was very divergent, and so he was one of the guys who took a lot of the creativity. But you could tell he wasn't really fueled by any real world culture. Uh, it was more so he was fueled by the arts and he was fueled by his own imagination. And so right. and so that's fine. But then Class of '09 is like the polar opposite, where you're you know you're taking sort of a comedic experience. Right. And you're you're like and again you're 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 injecting a whole culture and you're showing all the wild stuff in this game. A lot of people who say that the the characters in the game were exaggerated, they they haven't met people like that because those people are real. There, there's oh, real people who say a lot of the things. That. Yeah, real people who say a lot of the shit in that game. I, I'll get to that later. But basically, I mean, as far as games that um. But yeah, Tony Hawk Underground. That was another game. It was like it's like what the skating culture. It it turned skateboarding from yeah. It, it, it turns skateboarding from uh, like j just getting around to like oh there's tricks in this oh can you pull off this trick can you pull off this combo and that was more sort of the the, the skate culture obviously skate three and skate two and all those games came around right. uh, and they sort of made it a little more realistic but uh, right but the impact know. wasn't the same yeah yeah so um, yeah I noticed that skater people who actually skate like the skate games more and people who are just more into the culture they like Tony Hawk more. Um, and so, uh, that's what I saw, but it was like, just, just the humor and the music and like everything in those Tony Hawk games. Like that was coach. Like I, I didn't like, I put in the T-Mobile sidekick, uh, three yeah, yeah, as we the, as the choice select. Yeah. The thing is, is that like, I had always like known this, but in the back of my mind, the Tony Hawk underground games and Tony Hawk project eight, look up project eight. That, that game does the same thing in the, in the choice select menu. You go on a T-Mobile sidekick three to choose things in the game. But that's back before it was retro. That's when it was just product placement. 
And so yeah. um, I didn't actively think about Project 8, but then I watched gameplay like a year after, not a, well, Class of 09 has been out for a year. Like a few months after um, I dropped Class of 09, I realized, oh, shit, they had it too. But nobody right. noticed it because nobody remembered that game. So um, <laughs> that's the problem. That's the problem again. There's a lot of games. There's NFL Street. There's uh, yes, yes, uh, oh, yes. Hell yeah. <laughs> you know, there's NFL yeah. Street. There's Assassin's Creed Two. There's like there's like all these games that were just like kind of you know screw around like whatever, uh, you know, low barrier of entry. But there was like sort of a a level of mastery to it, and and that just what I've seen is uh. It, it, you know, games like that aren't really appreciated anymore. Now every game wants you get to get addicted to it. Every game is Dark Souls every now. Every game is Clash of Clans. Every game is, uh, you know, oh, Micro you know, microtransactions. Dark Souls yeah. is a little bit better than that, uh, but right. but still, like, it's still the time sink. It's still a level up. Learn how to parry right. people. Learn how to do all this stuff. And it's like I just I'm not into that. I lost interest in video games probably like ten years ago, um, right. and I've just been playing the same games uh, since when I was a kid. Right. You still find yourself going back to these games sometimes, though? These Your PS2 era? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. Still, I, I play uh, uh, Thug Pro. I play um, <laughs> I play Madden 08 on the PC. Nice. I, uh, yeah, I, I still play a lot of those uh, old games from time that's, to time. That's awesome. Yeah, no, it's, it is interesting what games have become, especially as, uh, you know, it's just like, I remember when, you know, I just remember a time when you didn't need to be the, the hardest game on the planet to be to be like the, the game that everybody's talking about. You could just be a game, you know, you could be a game that's fun that people are, are into. And it's gaming has really become something else. You, you hit on a lot of interesting points there. And so going to, um, OK, first of all, you, you came out with a game. I'm sorry that I I. I if I didn't know this before, I don't remember you making any games before this. What you know, I I, I know you primarily for uh, you know your ability to to mix and master and edit these these awesome these super funny videos and like and and then I see that you know I see in your YouTube channel you're and you're 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 putting out um, you know things on how to do cinematography and now you have a you have a game out like. Like, yep. where, wait, where do you get, how do you know all this stuff? I was looking at, I was looking, when we were playing your game earlier, uh, I was like, I was looking through it and I was like, I see that it's like, it uses the RenPy library and I'm like, wait, when does this guy learn to program? I, what, what's, you know, you know well, how to program, gotta... you know, cinematography, you know how to mix. Your mixes are always awesome. Your audio quality is, is, is through the roof on all of your, on all of your content. Your editing is, is awesome. Every single time there's uh, flawless, right? How do you, like, Wait, where did you learn all this stuff, man? Like, where does this come from? Just working. Uh, the, yeah. I mean, look, so here's the thing. I mean, as far as, I mean, I never learned how to program. I, you got to look at the credits. I hired people. I hired people to do the art. I hired people to do everything. Okay. And so Class okay. of 09, Class of 09 was so difficult because the, the means of production were not in my hands. They were in the hands of whoever I hired. And gotcha. so... And so, like, you know, like, there was stuff with RenPy where it didn't actually flow like that. Like, like if you try to, you know, download RenPy and make a game like that, you would see that there's little pops between the dialogue boxes, right. little thing, like, audibly. And right. so I told myself if I couldn't figure out how to make that engine clean, if I couldn't mm -hmm. figure out how to make that play out just like one of my videos, I wasn't going to make the game at all. And so uh, that was... Uh, but again, like, but but how you know how someone learns how to just do all these things and do them well? It's it's just the 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 laws of production are universal. Um, you know, it, it's a lot of it is you know, do you have money? Do you have connections? Do you have uh, not that I have <laughs> any 
like big connections. No, but, you do. You know, it's like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. You know, do you have money? Do you have connections? Do you have uh, and do you have an attention to detail? Do you have attention to detail? Do you know how to? I actually, I, I have a, a post on my Instagram that uh, shows, like, I think it's the seven laws of production, okay. uh, the universal traits of production. And uh, basically, it goes into all these things, how whether you're making an album, whether you're making a video game, whether you're making a movie, whether you're making a podcast, whether you're making anything, you have to follow and adhere to those seven things. And if you're a good producer, you're going to have those concepts. Um, I see. But as far as, uh, as far as learning, I mean, you know, Dan... Uh, uh, what I would say, how I learned a lot of the stuff, like the audio cinema, all that stuff, is I, I see a lot of guys, and there's a lot of settling. There's a lot of settling on inspiration. What I see, mm. and so okay. basically, settling what you get is you get guys where it's like, oh well, I'm gonna just try to do it as good as this uh, web internet creator. Mm-hmm. And since I was like 18, I was like, these guys suck. That's why they're on the internet. And so it's like, it's like, dude, it's like, dude, how are you going to be online for 15, 20 years? I've only been on for nine years and I'm starting, you know, I, I'm not going to say too much, but big things are on the way. Some, some more, uh, Oh really? Uh, yeah, no, let, let, let's just say it's not going to be uh, YouTube anymore, but basically, what? okay. Basically, uh, well, I mean, class of I wasn't YouTube anymore, but, uh, right. Right. Yeah. But no, so I, I'm I'm leaving the the internet guy thing. Like like I'm always going to talk online. I'm always going to interact online. But I'm I'm no longer going to be a web creator. Like Toby Fox isn't considered a web creator. To to no. go back to that example, he's no, considered a game no. developer. It's not yes, considered yes. A, a funny internet guy. And so what I saw is like, dude, if these guys are still doing it for 15, 20 years, like like they have to know people. Like why? Mm. It's because they're not that good. Evidently, I don't even know. But um, you know, it's like. You know, not not to say, and obviously there's connections, but at some point you're going to think, okay, do I have the ingenuity to make something that actually makes money that actually gets taken seriously? Yes. That's why Class of right. 09 was a major, major step. And so getting back to the inspirations, you know, don't look at the guy who's uh, – because a lot of people are like, oh, I looked at your videos. I'm like, dude, my videos suck. Look at Hollywood. <laughs> look at things like – sorry, old Hollywood. New Hollywood kind of sucked. But okay, you got to look Hollywood. at – you got to look at um, just like from audio, from an audio perspective, I would watch cartoons with, you know, fifty million dollar budgets. I'm watching movies with hundred million dollar budgets. I'm watching, you right. know, I, I, I'm watching, uh, <laughs> you know, for videos and cinematography. People are like, oh well, uh, they use this uh, consumer prosumer video camera. I'm like, yeah, yeah but that video looks like shit. I don't want to do anything <laughs> like that. And so, right. yeah, yeah, it's so that's true. how you get into, <laughs> oh you know, that, that's how you upgrade into like, you, you know, it, it's. I was looking at the the things that I grew up on, and I was trying to emulate that. And so, right. and so, when you try to right. emulate the cream of the crop, you're going to your your stuff is going to look better. You know, your yes. stuff is going to look more filmic. It's going to look more official. And so, um, that's what I try to tell people. People are like, "Oh, I look at your videos." I'm like, "Dude, I don't have any money. Like, this is this is a <laughs> this is a um, I, I I do a, a thing on my Patreon." A, sure. uh, a, a, a director commentary podcast called If I Had the Budget. Mm-hmm. And That's basically I go through and nice. I go through all my videos, but a lot of times like the vision is only maybe 70% there when I'm doing a video because you need the budget to make certain things take off. But, um, yes. <laughs> so, so like I'm, I'm one of these, I'm one of these guys who sort of jerry rigged it where I could make whatever I wanted and I was able to make things look official without, a lot of money 
And so that that's you know you mentioned audio earlier, like yeah. dude, in the last I would say last three or four years, the SBN three videos. Those are mixed better than a lot of the, you know, because we take a lot of anime. Those are mixed better than most of the animes coming out now, regardless <laughs> of studio. Oh, wow. And so, bro, listen yeah. listen to the simul dubs. Listen to all this shit. It sounds yeah, like no. trash. It sounds like it, motherfuckers it, in their closet. <laughs> it sounds like that. Why does it sound like that? No, because yeah. it, it, it's because they get in the closets and they don't, they don't communicate with their actors and the engineers don't give a shit because they're not getting paid enough. But it's right. like, I, I, I don't know. Right. I care. I care because it, it all falls on me. So I'm just the yes. one man producer. So it's like, that's the problem with middle management and corporations. You get a lot of people who have no stake in it. So the product suffers, but it's right. about putting the product first. That's the number one law of production is you put the product first, you put the product first and you do what serves the story. Those are like the two most important things. And, uh, we're seeing that rapidly die out in uh sort of not not the a-list like marvel stuff but more so uh a lot a lot of those animes that come out it's like a lot of people it feels like a lot of people just don't care anymore and of course there's exceptions to this but by and large this is what i've seen i, I compare the those first pokemon movies i listen to those like for a second i was like damn like am i am i too picky now am i just like have i just fallen mm -hmm. into my own taste then i go back sure. and i look at those old pokemon movies I'm like no this is mixed great this is mixed great. It doesn't yeah, sound like I anyone's so. in a closet. I thought so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah. and so you compare that with the anime stuff coming out now, and it's like, bro, what are we doing? Like, we have technology. It's digital. It should be cheaper. It should be getting better. It shouldn't be getting worse. Right. And so, um, yeah, no, that's a that's an industry politics thing. And I, I've I've uh, I don't really argue with anyone about that. Actually, I don't know. I haven't heard anybody say, oh, well, no, actually, you don't you don't appreciate. It. I feel like it's this unwritten, <laughs> it's this untold it's, everybody secret. Knows it. It, everybody says yeah. it behind closed doors. Yeah. Like even the yeah. actors making anime, I feel like they realize it's kind of shitty too. But they're getting paid. Like why should they care? Yeah, they have yeah. no stake in it. Like I said before. So, um, I, I've I've sort of been the only guy who's who's more vocal about that. Um, I, I don't. But yeah, no. There, there's there's a million things I could get into. No, it's it's fascinating, and and you're absolutely right about. And there's something I've noticed in animation, you know, recently, and even in like really high 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 budget stuff. Especially as someone who came, like, uh, you know, I was acting for so long. It's like, that's the perspective that I come to with all of this. And it's that some of the direction seems pretty bad. It seems like they all recorded their their takes, like, in a different... Like, they weren't... And nobody was in the same room. And no, and there, it seems like there was no direction given. It was like, here, can you say this? All right, recorded. Okay, I recorded it. Wow, we got it. Done. And then you put it all together... And it's like a bunch of like it's just like someone took a bunch of voicemails from different people and put them together like but they're like you know they don't sound like you sound a little better than a voicemail but uh, it, it, it's interesting though I feel like the direction has also been lacking in in, in that and the, the because of that the acting suffers so you think that the people are not like they're like you're like what happened to this person's a you mean you mean pretending yeah. to anime what was that yeah I feel like in animation in general I feel like it's happening in some high budget stuff as well a bit uh, a bit yeah I, I mean it's a uh... Or no, like even the Lego movie, the Lego movie, like the actors were too close to the mic, even though they recorded in studio, which was weird. But uh, <laughs> you know, there were there was stuff like that. But no, there definitely are directors for every single session. They have to right. uh, patch in through Source Connect and stuff like that. And mm. I mean, the directing, yeah, I mean, the directing is lacking. But at the same time, it's like it it can't like it's kind of hard to make a pre pre drawn visual, a pre animated visual always sound like the best acting because there's less choices you can make. Absolutely, um, that's true. Yes, but uh, like I heard once, uh, Funimation. Uh, you know, there's a certain style that's required 
of uh, of anime acting, and it's it's it has to be very uh, it has to be very. Hey, Makamoko, what are you doing? <laughs> like it's always it's always that you could fill a balloon with anime actor reads. There's just so much breath on it, and so high breath. And, yeah. and so I worked with uh, for Class of '09. Like I worked with a lot of people. Who, who were making their bread off of just anime, who were made their livings off anime. And, and so what I tell a lot right. of people who, who can't, because my reads are polar opposite anime. Polar right. opposite. Right, right, it's, right, right. It's, it's extremely, and so, like, there is this learning curve where you have to relearn how to talk like a person a lot of times when people direct with me. And so, you know, I, 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 I talk with, like, one or two other directors who, who get what I mean by it, but a lot of the directors, they're, they're actors, and they... They come up through this anime and they can't hear what's wrong with it. They hear an anime read. They're like, "That's great." I'm like, "No, it's not. Shut up." <laughs> and so, oh my god, yeah, no. Yeah. I, I no. would say that no, I get in a lot of fights about this. I would yeah. say that I get in a lot of fights about this. But anime people, like, they're the most unconfrontational people on the planet Earth. Yes, they yes. they can't. Yes. The only time they fight with somebody is when uh, somebody gets canceled and then everybody can band together and hate one person. That's the only oh, time they fight yeah. with anyone. <laughs> And so, uh, but yeah, no, it's interesting. Um, yeah. yeah, dude, just think of the yeah. shit I've been saying for like years. Like, this isn't the first podcast where I've said stuff similar to this. Like, but again, nobody's called out. Nobody's called me out. Nobody's like, you know, uh, yelled at me. Nobody's done anything. I don't know. So either either they're unconfrontational or maybe I'm spitting facts. I don't know. Yeah, but, uh, right. no, it sounds, uh, I know. Sure yeah. I don't know. Yeah, no. Um, but no, I invite debate with that. It's interesting. You you know you 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 have these projects and you work with so many. Um, you you work you obviously have been working with people for so long, and you and with and with class of '09, you you had a whole whole team that you worked with before. You know it's and and you and you talk about you talk about that. You know like you know per, like to take that production to that next level um, is it, it takes it takes teams. It takes all of that. And uh, was that part of your reason for your relocation to to New York? Um, from uh, from DC is that is that is because is just to like better access to a network and all of that stuff. Well, actually, no, because it was all remote. That that sort of like sort of my my, my self production stuff. The, the one thing, the one time that living closer to the city actually benefited me, as far as like my main productions was um uh, the musical score for the intro in Class of '09. And so that was uh, that score was done by uh, Aaron Monroe, who I met through uh, a guy I did a documentary for in the uh, the the New Jersey R and B scene. And so, oh, and so wow. I, I go I go to Jersey City, uh, where now I've been told is the worst part of Jersey City. Uh, no offense, but uh, people, yeah, I don't know. I talked to another guy, and they they said that uh, they said like, damn, you went to Jersey City, you didn't get killed. I was like, no, I was just worried about the parking. But um, yeah, the parking no, is a nightmare. There's like <laughs> yeah. no parking, but um, there isn't no. But basically, no. So I'm working with this dude, and this dude has worked. Uh, he's worked with. Uh, it was Aaron Monroe. He worked with uh, Missy Elliott. He worked with Monica. He worked with Wale. He worked with like all these people. And so wow. basically, basically, what was happening is for the longest time, I would take a lot of these R and B songs and I would cut scenes to them and I would do all this stuff and I find a made a way, find a way to make it work. But in Class of '09, that was the first time where I'm getting it straight from the horse's mouth. And I'm working with with these songwriters who actually make these songs, and so that's right. why why the music in the class of '09 intro works so well. I didn't have a lot of budget for the music, so we got just one score and and the the, the intro menu, and that was it. And that was good mm -hmm. enough. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, but yeah, uh, that was pretty much it. Uh, but but wow. yeah, no, he did a great job, and um, he again like. 
the thing with these guys, the reason why these guys make their money is because, you know, you, you can tell. And it's the same thing with joke writing. Uh, songwriting and joke writing are very similar where, you know, if the producer says it doesn't work, it's about having the resilience to keep trying again and trying like the fourth, fifth, sixth time. And right. so there, there were moments where we had to, you know, do third, fourth attempt at, you know, how do we make this fit? And right. so, like, the, I was linking him songs. He's like, what references do you want? I was like, I was linking him uh, uh, Hard to Get by High Five, uh, uh, New Edition, Love Again, like, just, just a lot of these R&B sort of songs. And uh, it, it, it all sort of came together where, where we had that sound, but it was also scored. Um, and so it was, it was that weird combination of live play combined with the R&B. And so, um, wow. But yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's amazing that you get in touch with these kinds of folks and you've, and you've worked with, and you work with these, you know, you work with voice actors who end up, uh, you know, turning out to, you know, do, do some, do big things as well. Like, you know, I was listening to, to, uh, your interview with, uh, with Ann Yakko, um, and it was fascinating that, you know, you got, you, how do you, like you're, so Part of your ability to produce these things is your ability to to network. I, I, I'm guessing that's what that, that I assume you ascribe part of that. A bit. I mean, yeah. it's it's like I'm actually not the best networker at all. Uh, I, I don't I don't I don't hop on a Discord servers. I don't you know because I see a lot of this a lot of these opportunities are made through being friends with people. But I I, I never like through all the years I never worried about that. I just worried about the product. I, I didn't because it was like. You know, like actor, like when you get the money, you can hire anybody, and that's right. the thing. Like, like all these actors, people are like, "Oh, how did you get Kira Buckland?" I'm like, I paid her. Like, wh- why are you acting like these people don't need money to survive? Like, right. it, it's, you know, it's um, uh, but it's just one of those things. Um, but as far as as far like Anyako, for instance, I mean, I mean, she just replied to a Twitter DM. Like, it, it's just like actors wow. need money just like anybody else. Like, the yeah, people we, doing yeah, anime, do. they're not rich. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 Um, but. But yeah, uh, I guess that's how that went down. Yeah, no, that's, and it's, it, it's just, it's interesting because you talk about production and like, and we think about that so much. It's, um, it's, we, uh, Gus and I do this, this thing called, it's a February album writing month. So we're, we write, we've been doing this, this is our 10th year doing it. And ever that we get, you know, we get this cabin, we write all the stuff and we're like, oh my God, this is not nearly as good as we want it to be. We wish we had this person there to like, we wish we had this studio musician and this, that, and that it's like, it's like to take our, and when we have had studio, like, like someone to, to fill in, like a friend to fill in as a studio musician, like it's taken our stuff to the next level. But, um, it's so, it. I wonder like, you know, like just from a cost perspective, like, isn't it hard? Like being like you, you, you work with all these people, you've hired a team for class of Oh nine. Like, like, how are you able to fund all this stuff? Like, like, is it all, is, is it all through the Patreon? Is it all through, through what you've made through YouTube as you know, it's through a variety of things. I mean, like I buy cameras, flip cameras. Cause you know, I'm in, I'm in cinematography. So a lot of that is like, you buy low, sell high. There's a lot of that. I, d- I was doing that oh, with, um, like you know, it, but, but, but yeah, also, the also the, the yeah. government, uh, the government was funding a lot of class of O nine. Cause, uh, that was dur- a lot of it. I was paying everybody during COVID and that was oh. when, uh, the unemployment was rolling in. So right. I was getting this very, like, I- I've always, I've always made money, but it was never that flat line consistent. Like unemployment was. So right. a lot of that money went into hiring, uh, these actors because they, you know, dude, the government Directly was just throwing money at everybody. So yeah, yeah, it yeah. wasn't, but no, like the stimulus checks, they didn't really make a dent. Like that wasn't that much, but it, it's, um, you know, but I mean, the Patreon is part of it. Uh, that year, 
certainly uh, the unemployment helped because I wasn't able to do gigs. The The whole world was shut down. Like, there was nothing. Like, the market was shut down. The market was slow. I couldn't sell anything. But uh, the unemployment came in, and then uh, that's how I was paying a lot of people at that point because uh, awesome. there, was, there was just no gigs. But now Class of 09, like, that's – that's the moneymaker, you know, um, because, it, it, you know, you have to you have to stick with it and you have to stick with that drought for for a year, year and a half sometimes. And uh, once it goes up, then then the money rolls in and then you can you know, you can breathe again. Um, yeah. But uh, as far as the funding goes, I mean, the last class. of, But but now it's uh, after class of 09 and, and even earlier before class of 09, people mm-hmm. reach out. Pers- people personally reach out to me. They're like, hey, I have. You know, I have uh, I have ten grand. I have twenty grand, fifty grand. What can we make happen? And so, a wow. lot of these a lot of these meetings wow. have been happening in the last couple of years now. Um, and so, so that's why I'm saying, like, uh, you know, like like I always put stuff on Patreon, I guess. But it's um, I don't know. Don't be surprised if I vanish off of YouTube one day. That's all I'm saying because it's, it's like <laughs> entire because like I've noticed like you don't post for two weeks and people think you're dead. Yeah, um, that's true. They so, do. <laughs> so it, it's uh no nah, i mean like when i was making class of 09 like, like i'm talking about it there's a twitter about it i'm tweeting there's... about it and it's like it's just people don't people don't look people don't research it's like dude if you actually think somebody's dead aren't you gonna like look at their other socials no yeah Fuck just you. check just check so, around <laughs> but anyway yeah no nah, so um but yeah no so uh, but that's like the traditional uh producer sort of thing uh on the mobile version you'll see uh, you know, it, it cost another few thousand dollars just to get um, Class of 09 onto the Android. Oh, it and did. So, it did. Yeah. Okay. And okay. so, wow. so you gotta you gotta rehire the programmer. You gotta hire people to sort of adapt it. Blah blah blah. And so you'll notice uh, Alejandro Gluski is uh, his name is executive producer. His name has been on a few of my projects. Um, his name was on Cobain Theory. Uh, his name was on uh, I think Christina Aguilera Trading Cards. That short. Um, yeah, no. So, so like that's an example of one guy who has funded certain things, and then I have other guys who just fund under the table. They don't want their name on it. They just want to see it made. But uh, now we're getting to bigger things where you know, it, it, unless somebody has at least five grand, like they cannot open a conversation because I'm doing bigger things now. Because wow. like four grand, four thousand, I could get that on my own. I just sit, you know, three months, and then that money comes in on Patreon like that's nothing. So now right. it's like you know, right. for somebody to take a cut of that again. And this is what I tell everybody. I'm like, you should have, you know, you should have contacted me with this, you know, in 2013 or 14 when I was making no money at all. Right. Uh, right. But, that, you know, I would have given up all the rights. I would have said, oh, yeah, 2000, that's fine. Like, I would have done all that. Yeah. But, uh, you know, that's the consequences of not finding people early. You you had, so so these folks who, like, are just like, you know, they, they so they invest in you and, like, you agree to some kind of arrangement where, like, it's like, here's this, like, I'm going to invest this much money in you. And then you own this part of this, of whatever content of this piece of content and whatever money it generates, I'm going to give you back this, this amount. That's, that's how, generally that's how it works. How, yeah. Generally yeah. how, how your investment. Wow. That's, that's, that's so interesting. And I'm so happy for you that you're kind of, as you're talking about this, I'm thinking about like folks who've escaped, who've left the internet, the, who've left the, who like, I don't want to, you know, I hate to put it this way, uh, but for lack of a better word, kind of graduated from the 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 internet bubble, right? And like yeah. I think of a Bo Burnham, right? Like Bo Burnham, like going ahead and being like, you know, I'm going to take stand up to the next level. I'm going to when I do perform, I'm going to put a theatrical, like a real, the, like a theatrical show on for folks. I'm like, whoa, this is incredible. But he's, but now people don't even think of Bo Burnham as the like 
as the YouTuber guy, but he was he was the he was the YouTuber guy, you know. Yeah. He's uh, and he's an old internet guy, and it's, it's it's so cool to watch to watch folks get like exposure outside of that and get kind of like mainstream mainstream, uh, like this mainstream acceptance kind of like this. But and and it's cool, and you're right. It's the level of production that's out there in like just you know. Uh, how does else to say this? But like real movies, real like real television, and all that stuff. It's just at this level where you're just like you're like wow. Like it's like sometimes I watch to, when I'm watching like a show or something. I'm like you know like when I'm editing or like or like when I'm watching a YouTube like so, you notice mistakes or you just like you're just like there's or sometimes you don't. I don't even know what's wrong with whatever YouTube video I'm watching. But when I see something on uh, on on television, I'm just like this editing is flawless. Like or I see something on streaming on on, on any of the streaming platforms. Uh, not Twitch, but uh, but yep. but yeah, no, it, it is it is fascinating, and I'm I'm really happy. I wish I wish we could talk about more about uh, what's going to happen next, but I guess we'll we'll see if you're if you're willing to t- touch base with us back then. Until then, we'll just we'll keep checking your socials to see see what you're up what you're going up to. But I just wanted to ask, just in case, is there any hint that you could give us that what's coming next, Max? Anything? Um, more class of 09, probably. Uh, really? It's a, it's a money maker. Um, that is sick. Video games in general, money makers. Think about, think of this. Think of this. Hmm. It, it's, it's, you know, I don't. Every time I put out long form wow. shit, that's what makes money. And what I tell people is like, you gotta, you gotta get yourself to a point where you have big long projects that people want to pay for. You gotta get to that point, and then you have, you just build the catalog. You so, keep building the catalog. So Operation Backpackers. So taste clothes have any hard to find. So Class of '09. So. Uh, all the album, all that stuff. You have to build a catalog because that's what Paramount does. That's what Disney does. Yes, that's what they, they all do. Because yeah, right. when you buy those properties, you license them. People keep buying them. People buy long shit forever. People don't they pay do. for short shit forever. That's why short films, that's why there's no world around short films. They don't make any money. Who's no. going to pay? People would rather good. pay $10 for a long movie than $5 Eek. for a five-minute movie. Yeah. It's just, um, you know, it's just you, you mathematically divide it. You know, it's, it doesn't really uh, add up. You know, right. you want to pay as little per minute as possible. No, so it's true. It's um, but no. So now I have properties where you know every now and then people show up on Patreon. They want taste clothes. They want Operation Backpackers. They want they want all this stuff. And so that's sort of that's sort of the point. And, and people use the phrase paywall, and I'm like, okay, well, I guess I guess Paramount's been paywalling people since the <laughs> beginning of time. Like, and and so this is that that's why you need to. That's and hilarious. I don't really get. I don't get hit with that that much, and and I think right. to, to me that is that is the sign that that you're being treated as an entertainer as opposed to a YouTuber, where where, uh, where uh-huh. you say pay for this and people don't mind it. That's where right. you're starting to really right. where it's just right. you know. And so uh, I was making trailers, and I I think that uh, you know I started just editing trailers. That's how I started learning how to edit in like 2012. Oh, you did. Oh, and okay. so and so. Uh, not, not like I, I had class projects where I would edit trailers for a thing. There was a marketing class where we had to do that. And I realized that, like, oh, shit, I'm better than everybody here by a lot. And right. I, I didn't – that wasn't by design. I just had the eye and the ear for it. And right. so that was initially how I started, like, practicing uh, filmic maneuvering, let's say. Mm-hmm. You know, the uh, – and so, you know, uh, it was just one of those things where – uh, that that skill you learn early on, you know, you learn how to work with music, you learn how to cut, you learn how to drop the music for jokes, you learn how to do all those things, and now I can do that for my own projects. So yeah. the Class of 09 trailers, both Class of 09 trailers, Heavenly Hard to Find, Operation Backfire, that was all edited by me. 
And so, uh, I, and it's it's interesting how that skill works into the, your promotional advantage later on. Um, that's what I saw. Like where, where I when I put up uh, trailers for Operation Backpackers and I put up a trailer for Taste Clothes, that's when the money really started booming with those. And so, oh, uh, oh, the really? money, okay. the money made with those, like that was part of what kickstarted the class of 09 money. And so it's, mm-hmm. it's always a cycle that keeps going and going and going. Um, but yeah, I mean, wow. I, I only used to make, uh, I remember when I only made $98 a video on Patreon in 2014. <laughs> wow. You that's, know? that's still, to me, that sounds great, but yeah. <laughs> but again, they missed, they missed out on me. They could have had me. They could have had, they could have had all my publishing. It. They could have had, they could have given me the worst deal ever. Not anymore. Motherfucker. I got my own money. Fuck off. Oops. Oops. <laughs> I guess they call that fuck you money. Um, yeah, they, uh, um, but that is, that is, it's fantastic. I, I, I love that the, the investment and in editing early on, because you are a very good editor. Uh, I guess I've noticed that for years. Um, I don't think has, so. I don't know how to use Avid. I'm a horrible editor. What do you say? I could Avid, not survive. Avid, if, if, I, if I went to a real Hollywood studio or a real studio and, yeah. and like, I wouldn't know how to work. I like, I can't, I I don't teach editing on my workshops because I don't know how to use the industry level stuff. I use Sony Vegas, dude. Like I'm not, I will always, I, I, I always deny that I'm a good editor because I don't know how to use the program. Right. The, the, the Avid, uh, the, the, that next level editing life. I know friends who got, went into filmmaking, they had to learn it. And like, and I always think about it. I'm like, I'm like, Oh, why? And and it like nobody uses Avid for like for for like making a YouTube video or anything like that. Right. Do, you, do you think that like do you think there would be an advantage to to someone doing that to like like switching over to like some of those like a pro tool like that? From editing? an artistic standpoint, no, no. Um, it's all about right. the workflow. It's all about getting hired. Like like my right. thing is, I have never I have never said I could do something unless I could do it for other people. Unless I can mm-hmm. get hired for other people. Cinematography, gripping, that stuff, I can do that for other people. Sound design, I've done that for other people. Writing, joke writing, I've done that for other people. And wow. so that's the difference between – that's the, like there's a lot of guys on YouTube who make YouTube money and they, like, they, they write you know, supposedly funny things. Uh, mm. But it's like, it's like <laughs> dude, you only did that for you. Like, you did, like you're, you're not making money off of your writing. You're making money off of your online brand. Right. And so right. like like it's like when are people going to offer you a $1000 check to write for them? That's mm-hmm. when you're a writer. That's when you you know that's when you can advertise yourself as these things. But uh right. if if nobody else wants it, like you know, that's uh that's sort of a thing. Um wow. but yeah. Wow. Is do you um was uh money the barrier to getting um See, it's so funny because you, you made you made the anti-visual novel, uh, very funny. Uh, the, the, uh, we were we were, we were at a, some good belly laughs out of out of playing it, and uh, but like we play it on our computer because uh, we we have iPhones. So like, oh. and I noticed that you have it on an Android. Was that a barrier to getting it on the iPhone? I you know we uh, when I've made games before, like I, I I go to this one company that makes uh, this is embarrassing RPG Maker, and I've made a lot of games on RPG Maker, but um, they also have a Visual Novel Maker, and I was like, oh, I, I yeah, the one thing I want I do want to ask Max is, did he use something like that? And you didn't. Uh, so uh, Renpy, uh, Renpy, yeah. So is that was that the is that the barrier to getting something on the iPhone? Is it was it the money and the fact that they you know they run like they use they use like here's the barrier. Yeah, mm-hmm. here's the barrier. Uh, it's only ninety nine dollars to get your uh, your app on the uh, iPhone, right? Right. If they approve it, and so that's the problem is if they approve it. Uh, that there are so many things in Class of 09 where Apple was was blocking it from being put up. I still oh, have right. an Apple developer account. 
He has like, an Apple developer account. That's expensive, isn't it? Is it like no? It's bucks? it's ninety nine dollars. Yeah. That's it. Oh, wow, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, no, it's nothing. So, yeah, uh, seriously, so yeah, it really it's ninety nine dollars. <laughs> they blocked my game. They blocked my game for uh, bullying, uh, teen drug use, and suicide. Right. Uh, you know and, things and, that people go through. That's a. You know, it is. It is interesting. You know, I, I think that's so interesting that it's okay to use a platform that, like, they you know they allow all the they that that allows people to say anything on there. But when the art itself, you know, your game, um, is is directly saying that stuff, like that's so offensive to my to my like sensibilities as a human, <laughs> like, and my yeah. ethic my ethics uh, as a person because. The fact is, is that you made a piece of art, and you're, and just because you're directly, it's a, directly saying it, and not having someone a, a piece of social media, like how is that right? And it's it devalues the whole idea of having like it's like oh yeah, it could be said if it's on social media, if it's a thirty-two care, it's fifty-six character Twitter link, but it's yeah. not okay that it's a that that this person is saying these things directly. Something, and and you you touch on that a lot of this is based on uh, real life real life events, which is which is you. Know, know uh something we want it to be relatable right that our yeah. art you know and i would i would say 10 percent of it was my goofy mind sort of uh putting random things in there but yeah the uh you know like some of the endings got a little wild but uh basically no I, and, and earlier you referred to it as art and it's uh it you know I, I appreciate that uh but it's to me that is the evidence that video games are not yet art by most people because because mm, they were so worried mm. about that because if if it was art they would have accepted it and they would have allowed the expression and right. so that's what you see like there's tons of think about it there's tons of paintings that have uh, naked people in it there's tons of paintings Movies? that depict gr gratuitous violence gratuitous violence you art. see because because it, that's not accepted by galleries that that's not accepted by the wealthy elite right see, so it is that's why so you know I I would always have debates with people as to whether video games were art or not. And mm -hmm. do and as a result of the fan bases and a result of the marketplaces, they don't want video games to be art. Right. They don't, think of how rare a game like Class of Nine is. Okay, we're going to depict this entirely realistic situation. We're going to inject some little funny things in there every now and then. But right. No, it's just it's just that like it, it because video games are not considered art. That's why Class of Nine was very was very out there for a lot of people. Yeah. And so um, you know, but uh. I, I, to me, the purpose of art is, you know, you got to use the mm. medium to tell the theme. Yes. And so that's what I try okay. to do with Class of 09. That's why we had a lot of backlash on it, because the whole the whole purpose of the game was to use the gameplay and use your choices to show the player how if you're a girl and you're nice to people, it ends badly for you. And if you're a girl and you're mean to people, it ends well for you. Mm -hmm. And so that was sort of that was the, the idea I had. Uh, if I were to make more things, I'm not sure if I would have a similar mechanic. Uh, because it's people don't want difficulty in a visual novel, and that was a visual novel where there's an objective pass and an objective fail, mm -hmm. and uh, I, I guess a lot of people weren't ready for a very gritty version of that. Well, what do you mean that people weren't ready for it? The, 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 you've noticed that... Have you played the a, game, sir? Yeah, yeah, we, we did. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. No, nah, I mean, what endings did you else. get? Um, we di we didn't get to the 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 endings. We keep part yeah no mm. yeah no. Uh, we we I, I didn't even realize that like I thought the game would just keep. I, I thought the game just kept going. Uh, like I knew that there was endings to get to. I just figured the game was fairly long and it was going to take some hours no, the, to get to the yeah. The longest the longest stem is only about forty five to fifty minutes. Okay, gotcha. Um, gotcha. 
But yeah, yeah. so so there, there's that. The shortest one is about 25 minutes. Okay. Uh, but 100% 100 of the game takes three hours. Okay. So, uh, the, uh, dude, uh, you got to play the game, man. Like, like there, there's yeah. you got to finish it because like that's yeah. that's the whole will, purpose of sure. it is. Um, because again, like, well, I, I'll say on the basis of it, if you choose the the boring, nice options, that ends badly for you. If you choose the fun, <laughs> interesting, explorative yeah. <laughs> options, if you explore those options, the game ends. Uh, the game ends well, and the game ends with uh, endings that have excitement, and you get more exciting trails. Sure. And so, if you're if you're explorative, and if you're, um, you know, that's all socially. Like, think about it. Like, games challenge players based on their reaction time. Games challenge players based they on do. their uh, you know, problem solving, number ability. This is one of the only games that challenges players socially, where it's like first playthrough. Do you have the mind where you don't give a fuck and you're just gonna do whatever? So right, that's sort of a that's sort of the thing. Yeah, no, it's it's interesting. Like, I, I what I noticed is that when we were playing, is that I'm always drawn to like whatever the nice the nice guy approaches. Like, I don't. I for some reason, like I've always felt that way. Like. Even with with games, you know that have given me the choices to do things before, like in Bioshock, where like you know you could you could you could harvest or you, the the energy to to do this, or you could you know take you know take care of the uh, the children, and it's it, I always am drawn to the that, and I, I I actually find this like resistance to picking to picking mean things all the time in, in games, and and in your game I was constantly confronted with that, which is interesting because I'm not used to being constantly confronted with this idea that. Yeah, this push, this this push. I was like, hey, what about like? Do you want to explore the start, the darker side of all this? So that was no, very yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, class of <laughs> class of is for the streets. Now the uh, yeah. the the thing with class of Onan is that like it's and again it, it's like such a polar opposite. Like all the actors are like polar opposites of these people, but these are real right. people, bro. Like these, these are, are real. These people. these are the people that you would. A lot of these girls in this game you would find at the uh, at the thirty minute emo band concert that went viral like uh, last week. <laughs> About, like uh, that's a lot of those girls. A lot of those girls are like, "Oh yeah, I want to pop pills and uh, tell you to kill yourself." Like that's a lot of girls like that. And so wow. a lot of wow. like, dude, like people don't. I don't know. To me, like a class of 09, it revealed how sheltered certain players are. Like you, oh, you see them react to certain things. Like a girl casually wants to pop Percocet. I've seen that a million times because I've been out and I've I've like lived the world. But a lot of these people right. they just watch anime on Netflix. Damn. Yeah. But no, that no. was sort of that was sort of the where we wanted to put class of 09 in that headspace of just like you know real 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 shit it's uh, i've always said it's the um it's the straight out of compton of white people where a lot of people <laughs> oh my god that's interesting uh, that's uh, I like straight that. out of compton okay. what that did was it it yeah, revealed it, it revealed south central la not as right. this place where there's beaches and you know beaches and and you know right, uh, yeah, celebrities right, and movie stars right, yeah, like right. like it was like oh there's gun violence like a lot of horrible things happened here and yes, and it was like right. what opened people's eyes to that to the rest of america yeah, and so that's that was sort of class of 09 mm -hmm. we've seen the result of class of 09 where it's like uh a lot of people like it's like because because i i have a very uh diverse viewer base where it's it's people and and all like mm -hmm. all the black dudes yeah. would get in the Twitter spaces and they talk about it and they'd be like, "How much of this shit is actually happening in white high schools?" I'm like, "A lot of it, dude." Right. And so, again, yeah. it's like class of '09 is, uh, you know, people. Uh, some uh, you'd see comments to complain about, "Oh, there's not enough diversity in the game." I'm like, "A lot of this shit in this game could only happen in a white high school. It's not happening <laughs> anywhere else. It's just, you know." And it's 
it's like a lot of people are worried to comment on on race and how it affects culture. I'm not because right. I know I, I talk to everyone. Like I see yeah. the differences. We're from an inner city, like inner city ish school uh, from in yeah. Jersey, and so we're we're very like so that seeing this side of things is very different for us because like kids from in our town are all just like first generation Americans. Like he's a Colombian, I'm Indian. Like they're not. Right. They're, we're, we're not like really exposed to. It. We're like our parents are like uh, uh, like do good do, do good in school, John, and like his parents are like. Yeah, hey, yeah, please do good in school. <laughs> like, like, please do good in school. Yeah, like they're hoping. Yeah. Like, they're not sure. Yeah. All right. <laughs> oh my god, so, I didn't mean it that way. But that's what yeah, it came out. So, oh, but no, oh but like god. that was that was sort of the thing is that you know I went to a white high school, like a predominantly right. white high school, and so it, it's yeah. you know you go. Again, like a lot of people who didn't go to those schools, like a right. lot of them think it's like this big comedy thing or it's this generic thing, and like the yeah. people who actually went to those schools, the the like the 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 speech beats mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. the pacing and the references and the slang and everything. People are like, "Wow, I knew twenty kids named Crispin. I knew twenty kids named Kyler. Yeah, I knew all these kids. Yeah. I knew all these kids. Just yeah. the, these dudes, like like just so many girls, like like the type of girl who like the type of girl who uh, you know Nicole is based on in class of '09, and like a lot sure. of those girls, a lot of those girls grew up talking to just mostly guys like Crispin." You know, mostly mm -hmm. these guys who just hang their hat on what music they know. You know, it, right. it's, it's it's been a lot of that, and so it's um. But nah, there there are a lot of things that people thought were just like made up for comedic exaggeration. That would be an interesting thing. I, I would want to so do crazy. a. Uh, I yeah. want to do an interview or podcast one day where people take out like twenty clips and they ask me how real each thing was. I did want. Uh, I think that yeah. that'd be an interesting uh, game show thing, but. Like it's it's wow. like fucking like dude wow. it's actually happening and so the funny wow. thing about class of 09 was like you know if the, if class of 09 took place today it, it can't be it can't be class of 19 because now we call those things out now it's a big news story like right. you know right. and so like right. that's what a lot of people don't get you know, a lot of people who didn't live it or a lot of people who didn't interact enough even if they did go to a white high school like like this was this was a very real game uh right. it, <laughs> wow. you know and so it's interesting because you talk to a lot of drama kids, like kids who went to drama high schools and, and stuff like that. They're like, mm -hmm. are people this mean? I'm like, fuck yeah. Like, you know, so it's like people yeah. don't really mm. like the idea of a girl telling some guy to kill himself. I've seen that like at least five times. Anyway, so the uh, <laughs> no. Nah, all right. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. But no, no what, I'm, what I try yeah, to illustrate no. to people yeah. is that it's like, OK, yes. Like, yeah, it was offensive. It was off color. It was a lot of things. But that was the world. That, that was, was world. literally the fucking world. Right. And I think that's the thing that people don't know, and and especially us. Like I, I don't know that. I don't know that world. I didn't go to that high school, you know. Yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, that one teacher did get busted. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's all. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The teachers that get busted. I mean, the people, like the kids, oh. the classmates, and stuff. But yeah, the teachers did get busted for things, and and all of that. But it's just the kids and the classmates, and nobody talked to each other that way. It was mostly pretty positive <laughs> high school <laughs> for me, and uh, you know, and I, I, nobody, I, you know, really. It, there was, and so I I did always wonder what it was like to go to a school that was like you know in the, the suburban and upper upper middle class and all of that and uh, and uh, and now growing up I, I I know people who who've went through that and they talk about it being bad and I you know I, I have people that are close to me now that you know that uh, that I've now met that are like you know this like I really didn't enjoy high school and they didn't go to our high school right mm -hmm. they went to they were they were upper upper middle class upper class. And they were going uh, suburbia, but they were like, I really didn't like it. And I, was, and I always asked them like, why didn't they like it? And 
after playing your game, hearing you talk about it, now I'm actually connecting these dots here that actually, like, they're, the reason they don't want to talk about it is because they're, it's some, there's some pretty bad shit. <laughs> that's, that's, and they're nice people, that, these people that I know, that these friends of mine, and they, they, they don't want to talk about, like, these awful things that, that, you know, that people would say to each other, things, things like that. And uh, so now, actually, it's, it's all clicking. So thanks so much, Max, for kind of, like, help, for revealing <laughs> this world to us, you know, straight out of Compton for, for, <laughs> for this demographic. Interesting. No, straight out of Compton. It's the white people straight out of Compton. It's white people it straight out of Compton. The, yeah, because the, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, it, tell, it tells the, the awful things that go on in the white world. Uh, the <laughs> <laughs> Different world. Yeah, because that's the thing is, like, you know, people are, like, diversity. How do I put it? Like, we talked about diversity in media a lot in the last few years. Yes. And it's like, yeah, the majority of our media is white-owned. But for some reason, the, the, the incriminating white stories are not told mostly it's mostly just like marvel and it's mostly like but like you know it's like just it's just all this shit it, it's like there's there's not like there are so many real stories that can be told that just are right. not told because people right. are too afraid right. people are too That's afraid true. to like do it That's right it. you know i had to use south park as a as like an example because when before the game is made nobody knows what it's going to be so mm -hmm. you have to use comparisons for what the humor is because i literally have these these girls who just watch anime and are in this nice soft little world where nothing you know awful happens yeah and they have to th suddenly they have to read a line where they're like fuck you nerd kill yourself and they're like oh no like like just the react i should i have so many recordings of just like people reacting to i would love to hear yeah, that yeah, yeah. i was i was actually thinking what are the voice actors thinking when they're saying this is this like this is a professional voice actor reading this this stuff and usually getting to do a lot of anime and stuff like that yeah I would love to yeah, hear those no. outtakes. Yeah, that's what I told I told a couple of people. I was like, I you're never getting a script this good again. You're never going to say a line this good again, so you better get used to it. <laughs> like, you better <laughs> cherish it while you have it because it's like, dude, I don't know. Like, it, I think anime would be really cool. I think there's a lot. Of, I, I dog on anime a lot. I think there's mm -hmm. a lot of potential with anime, but it's there like is. the same three people making it. And it's like, <laughs> it, it's just like. I don't know. It's 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 always like it's always like some some magical world, or it's always some guy with powers, or it's always something. It's never just like, I don't know. It's it, it's strange. Yeah, no. It's a, and it 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 is a medium that you know can be that can be lifted to maybe new heights. Maybe that's gonna t it's gonna take you, Max, to direct to direct something like that to produce it. So we'll find out what's gonna happen with this. If your game, oh, uh, we'll get see an, about an, that. And no, the game's gonna get an anime, like an anime. And, whoa, 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 is it, we're getting uh, like Madhouse to produce the uh, the the anime version of uh, Class of 09. Is this what's going to happen? I just keep I'm going to keep throwing stuff out there until until it sticks. Uh, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know about that. I don't, know about uh, Mad, I don't even know what the hell Madhouse is. Um, oh but yeah, they made Afro the, Samurai. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll get yeah. them to do it. Class of 09 OVA. We'll make that happen. Yeah. Hell yeah, I'm in. That's awesome. no, that'd be good. No, that yeah. that actually be insane because then I have the control of the story. That's the problem. Making a visual novel is that. Mm -hmm. the setups that you put earlier on, there's no guarantee that their first playthrough, they get mm -hmm. those payoffs later because there's multiple different ways that you can go to getting that ending. Right. So, so that's the, uh, uh that's tricky. That's tricky yeah. for sure. Was it, was it, so you, uh, sorry, I know we're, we're about to hit the hour mark uh, and we're, we're using a lot of very valuable time. And I, I, I want to thank you, uh, from, from both of us, yeah. uh, you know, just thank you so much for, for like coming on and talking to us and like, you really helped me, like really understand so much about this and just talk just your thoughts of, on production and your thoughts on the world and just like coming from a different world. It's, it's thank you so much for putting that out there in this, in, in your game. And uh, would, 
was the reason what brought you to gaming was was it was it because first of all it gets you out of just maybe just the the yeah. it helps get out of the YouTube bubble. It also it's the money it's it, because of it's it's such a money maker compared to compared to what people just expect is free. You know, people you talk about like this idea of people being not okay with the paywall, right? It's like it's like yeah, yeah things cost people, money to make. Like people, there's people's people time. pay money for games. That's why I moved to games. People, people pay money pay for money. games. Yeah. People, people like the thing about like movies. People are like, oh, let me torrent it. But like games are a little, they're a little trickier to torrent because people are so worried about the viruses and they're worried about like, they oh, are. there's all these files. What did somebody hide in the directory file? You know what I mean? Right. So right. like, there's a lot of people who are still worried about that. And so you know, with movies, you can go oh, watch free movies online. Go to Put Locker. Yeah, everybody go to like yeah, people do that a lot. I'm like, I, pay those people. I was like, uh, why do you do that so much? <laughs> like, yeah, but there's it's pretty common. It is. Common. And so. A game was the surefire way that I could guarantee that, okay, like someone where it's <laughs> one of those things where, you know, a lot of people are still, they're too lazy to do a key gen and a crack. They're too <laughs> lazy to do that stuff. So, Good. Yeah, 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 but, but pretty much, but yeah. So, and I was charging, um, and it was weird. Cause I was told that, that, that $15 on steam, I was told that that was a ridiculous price, but we, we had enough conversions and we made the money back and then you some. Made the money back, oh. dude. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, That's why huge. wouldn't well, how, uh, you're supposed to make the money back? What? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it takes time. I just figured it would take a lot of time, you know. I I I, I think about box office. It took numbers. it took a few yeah. months. It took a few months, but uh no, after a couple sales, no, we we definitely um we definitely did pretty well with it. Um but uh I won't get into the exact figures, but yeah, I made the money back. I'll just say that. Hell yes. Um, Hell yes. But uh but yeah, no, um hmm. It's it's led you to some uh, to some to some uh, cool uh, cool things. It sounds like it sounds like some cool stuffs on the horizon. Are we going to expect a sequel any anytime soon? Uh, maybe in twenty twenty two. I'm not sure. It's if not twenty twenty two, then twenty twenty three. It's uh, it's just one of those things where the problem is as productions get bigger, there's more people you have to wait on in term before you can even start working. This is why right. they talk about like you know projects being in pre production hell. Mm -hmm. Pretty much, I'm dealing with a little. It's, I wouldn't call it hell. I'm in pre-production limbo right now. Limbo. But um, but basically, yeah, like you gotta you gotta stop and you gotta see. Okay, where's the money coming from? What's the plan? What's the strategy? Who's who's gonna have their hand on it? Who gets a cut? Who gets this? Who gets that? Now it's a bigger thing. Before it was just me. That was uh, the first class of an eye was entirely out of my own pocket, entirely. Wow. Entirely. And now people want to get on it. So now because I took the risk, nobody else wanted to take their risk. Now they get lower stake. They get a lower stake because. Now we know it's a proven product, right? So, right, right. Because they they want they didn't want to take the risk to be with. Now it's a safe bet, right? You know, it's, it's uh, like Soldier Boy. Soldier Boy, uh, you know, he he went he went platinum without a deal, and then when the record label oh, came, he he, he oh. was getting like a million, two million. Like he was being offered very very good deals where he could retain ownership. Wait, what? I didn't know that. Yeah, Jeez. because yeah, no, he Crank Dad came out when he was sixteen, and then it got famous. It got famous first. Everybody was playing it. All the DJs were playing it. Then the labels reached out. And when the labels do that, that means he has all the leverage because he's already making money. So, right. so there's, there's, they have to, they have they to have offer to make him a, a good star. deal. Yeah. He already Whereas, is like, a you think about, <laughs> yeah. You think about the Backstreet Boys, you think about these boy bands where nobody knew them as they were coming up. Right. They were organized by managers. The managers get all the money because these guys are entirely unproven. Nobody knows wow. who these guys are. So these guys blow up. A lot of these guys don't actually have that much money because their deal screwed them all out of it. So if they sell a million copies, they're only getting maybe like 1% of that or something. Oh, my or God. Or there's a 360 the... deal or something like that. But, um, yeah, no, Oof. there's a lot of there's a lot that goes into that.
There is. And it's, it's, it's amazing. Like I, the amount of people that I know that are like, yeah, I had this record label. I, I, I had this record deal and I'm like, Oh cool. Can I listen to your music? And they're like, it's locked up in the, st- it's locked up by the record label. And I'm like, awesome. That's really great. And I like, that sucks. You know, uh, that level, I, you know, I, you, we, we're coming to the hour mark. Thank you so much, Max, for, for coming. I, one thing I just want to add on, if you have, if you have a, a second to answer this is, yeah. you know, you're, you're in, in our eyes, you're, you're an artist. We're, we're arty people. We're this, this is just how we talk about things like games, whether it be games, anime, movies, whatever, it doesn't matter. Comedy in general. Um, you know, do you, uh, do, like, do you have, is it fun <laughs> making all, making all the art? You're a hard worker, you know, and Fuck you, no, you, it's not fun. It's not, not fun. Is it fun? fun? Is it no, fun? Yeah, it's not yeah. fun. Like, like I think the products are good. I like the products that come out of it, but no, it's not fun. It's not fun to direct people. It's not fun. to <laughs> no. fucking tell, yeah. It's not fun to tell the artist we need a revision. It's not fun to tell the programmer, Hey, something's wrong. We got to fix it. None of that shit's fun. Writing mm-hmm. isn't fun. Hunched over on fucking Celtics for three goddamn months. That's not fun. None of this shit's fun. Not the problem. This is this is why so many people quit their entertainment careers because they go into it thinking, oh, this is gonna be fun. It's not fucking fun. It sucks. It sucks. It's literally horrible. I had yeah. three different programmers flake. I had fucking Oof. five different Oof. artists flake. I had a bunch of different people flake while I was making Class of 09. And because I didn't treat it like it was supposed to be fun, that's why it got done. That's why. It so got it, it's. And so it's, you know, that's what people don't get going into this is that it's not like, you know, obviously enjoy the product that you make. You got to make sure it's like a good product. Believe in it. But at the same time, like the more fun you have making it, the shittier it might be. Because it's like, because again, it's not, it's not fun to have attention to detail. It's not fun to fix a programming error. It's not fun to fix an animation glitch. It's not fun to fix these things. No, it isn't. So, and, and. and it's like if you want it to just be fun, you know, go go play with toys, go play with your video games until you're forty. Like fucking, go, with toys. go play with your toys if you want to have fun. Like it, it, it's you know, like Jesus Christ. Oh my God, that's so funny, but it's so true though, and it's a, it's like a really hard lesson that I have to that I have to learn. Uh, that I'm learning, that I'm learning constantly, and I'm learning from you, uh, obviously, right now. I, I and I, it's it's just like. It takes work to get to get these things done. So, you know, for for you, is it is it because you want to express yourself? Is that the motivator? Is that the motive, the drive behind the work? Um, you know, uh, what is that? Is, do you do you find? I'm sorry if that's a too, like that, if it's a crazy deep question or something. Well, well that you know. that answer changes. That answer changes depending on what era. Like, I would have different answers for you depending on what year you ask me that. Sure. Um, okay. At this point now, now that I see I can get on Steam and there's like a platform level that I can reach, yeah. I would say at this point now it's all about getting things made that I know would never be made without me mm. or would never be made like as well Pioneer. without me. Pioneer. And so yeah. I think about this, like 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 they were talking about the Pokemon live action movie a couple times and it's like or, or they talk about the Yu Yu Hakusho live action movie. I know I am the only fucking person who would make that good because <laughs> otherwise people are going to complain and say it's shitty. Yeah, I'm not really a fan Cowboy of IRL Be- versions of things. Yeah. No, this is the thing. Yeah. It could be made good. This is why Cowboy Bebop sucked. This is why Ghost. Of the- this is why all this shit sucked. You will Eek. never have a good anime-based movie made no. at- made by someone born before 1988. 
It will never happen because they yeah. didn't grow up with this shit. They don't understand it. Their fucking right. dads are like, how do you do, fellow kids? Oh, I like Cowboy Bip-Bop. Like, they don't fucking get it, bro. Right. They they're don't like, get the hair. shit. We're going to take this hair and we're just going to take... They're just going to, like, they literally, like, took a picture of the hair and they're like, hairstylist, do this. Like, don't make it realistic. Even though there's a person with, like, normal, like, like proportions, they're a normal human. They, you know, they're not a chibi or something. Like, and this is... Think yeah, about yeah. it. That's why Sam Raimi Spider-Man, that was the first good Spider-Man because he grew God. up with the shit. God, he grew yes. up with it. Yes, it wasn't he it wasn't it. like he he wasn't he was didn't have good? to do research. If you yeah. have to do research on an on a thing, you should not be adapting it. That's yeah. number fucking one. <laughs> yeah, right, and so right, right. Um, and that's why all the anime, it got big around two thousand, it got big around the turn of millennium. So that's mm -hmm. why I'm saying you cannot have a good it is impossible to make a good anime based movie by a director. Born before 1988. It, it will not happen. It will never happen. I will bet a trillion dollars that will never happen. So you're going to get good anime movies, but it's going to happen in 15 years when all the people born after 1988 have more connections. Right. That's when it's going to happen. Right, right, right. When the, millenni the rise of the millennial. It's, it, 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 yeah, hey. when the boomers die off. See, we could have had coronavirus <laughs> oh take them all out, but oh we were God. too nice. Oh so, okay. Yeah, we let the boomers survive that one. Although the boomers made all the lockdown laws, so I don't know anymore. But anyway. Oh, my God. So, oh my God. <laughs> that's the thing. Yeah, see, uh, yeah. Uh, I, I made that joke one time, and somebody told me I supported eugenics. I'm like, I don't support oh. eugenics. I just hate old people. There's a difference, dude. Like, uh, but anyway, that's yeah, another yeah. story. <laughs> Value, other story. value difference. There's a, there's definitely a value uh, difference, and it's and it's 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 amazing. I gotta say to watch, and I'm so happy to watch the millennial start to to be out there and just like to hear our viewpoints, to see folks like you know yourself who are putting out art, who understand, who grew up with the same art that we did, and understand like how that affected us and the world we grew up with, and our viewpoints and our values, and like what matters to us and kind of challenging, like the, the ways we've wanted to challenge norms forever that we haven't been allowed to just because we're just not been in charge, <laughs> you know? And so thank you so much for the work you've done, Max. I, I really appreciate it. And thank you for continuing to do so. And I, I'm really excited to see uh, where you go next. And I, um, that maybe hopefully you'll, you'll be willing to check in with us then, but if you're not, that's okay too. We'll, we'll, we'll be out there watching. So thank you so much, Max, for this. I appreciate it. Uh, thank you for your interest. Thank you for your continued interest. And uh, thank you for having me on here. Um, of course. Ch check your Instagram DMs more because you gave me a freak out when I was showing up here. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. Oh, my. I, yeah. You know, I, did, yeah, I, I, I threw up um, all my um, – I, I, I disable – I'm – uh, I'm 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 a I'm not a very good millennial. I disable all my notifications on on things, and I should have enabled it because I realized I'm having a massive guest on here beforehand. So I really apologize for that. I'm so sorry, Max, to throw you off to throw you off that way. Um, no problem. I hope, I hope you had, I hope I hope you had fun. Um, and uh, thank you so much for everything again. Yeah, thank you for having a crazy person on your podcast. Uh, it was lovely. Uh, <laughs> hope to do it again soon. Yeah. Um, I will, uh, yeah, if there's any other projects that uh, you want to talk about, I'm always around. Um, but, yeah. Sweet. Thank you. Anyway. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, thanks. Thank you so much, Max. Thank you. Have a, yeah. have, a, have a great day and great rest of your week. And uh, happy New Year. Oh, well, uh, I guess it's a little past for that. But, you know, I, I can't wait to see what's to come in 2022. We'll talk soon then. Take care. Th thank you. Bye. Bye.